Hello, and welcome to Childless Not By Choice. This podcast was created for and about the Childless Not By Choice community on a global level. Before we get started, I would like to thank my sponsors and supporters. Thank you, Morgan Air Conditioning, Sales, Service, and Installation, serving Tampa, Florida, and the surrounding areas. Morgan Air Conditioning can be reached by calling 813-500-7765. That's 813-500-7765. Or their web address is www.morganair.net. That's www.morganair.net. Along with a stellar business reputation in the Tampa, Florida area, Morgan Air Conditioning is also known and well-received for giving back to the community, whether it is back-to-school drives or donating services to the less fortunate. Thank you, Morgan Air Conditioning, for recognizing the vision of Childless Not By Choice and being a part of it. Next, I would like to thank Alba Digital Media for creating my website, www.childlessnotbychoice.net That's www.childlessnotbychoice.net and for producing this podcast. Alba Digital Media's clients include those who need website building and maintenance as well as those like myself who require professional podcast editing. Their client base reflects many industries and levels of needs for professional assistance. To contact Alba Digital Media for your web building and podcast production needs, visit www.albadigitalmedia.com. That's www.albadigitalmedia.com. Thank you, Alba Digital Media, for making me look good and sound good. Finally, I would like to thank Devoted, the musical duo who created my theme music. Thank you, Devoted, for your beautiful music. Devoted has had the opportunity to sing and play in many countries. To contact Devoted for your music needs, visit devotedministries at gmail.com. That's devotedministries at gmail.com. And if you would like to become a one-time or ongoing sponsor, or if you would like to become a patron of Childless Not By Choice, please contact me at sevilla at sevillamorgan.com. That's Sevilla at SevillaMorgan.com for details. Now, on to the show. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Childless Not By Choice, where my mission is to recognize and speak to the broken hearts of childless not by choice women and men around the world. Sevilla Morgan here. I am spreading the great news that we can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life, although we could not, did not have the children we so wanted. Welcome to episode 94. Yes, episode 94. Triggers is the name of this episode, and I had been promising to to talk more about triggers, and I finally was able to get to the research needed to talk about triggers today. So that is what we will be talking about. Before we get started, though, I would like to thank my Patreon contributors. Patreon contributors are those who have taken an interest in my platform, whether they fit the childless not by choice demographic or not. 
They have decided to contribute a certain dollar amount on a regular basis to help fund my dream of creating awareness and conversation for the Childless Not by Choice community globally. Click the Patreon link for details to become a patron. And the Patreon link is in the show notes. It's www.patreon.com forward slash childless not by choice. So it's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. A little play on words there because they're actually really talking about patrons. And so speaking of patrons, I'd like to thank Jordan Morgan. Jordan Morgan has been a longtime patron of the platform. It is so appreciated. And we also have uh, a new patron, Ivy Calhoun. Thank you so much, Ivy, for um, your patronage. It's truly appreciated. As I always say, every penny of the money that comes in through Patreon will go towards the platform. Yes, Patreon does take a small cut, but uh, what um, what we get, um, those of us who have set up the Patreon accounts, we tend to put right back into the platform. At least that's what I'm doing. So uh, thank you very much for your patronage. And again, I put a third spot there and the third spot says your name here. So if you would like to become a patron, um, there are different levels of patronage. I'd really appreciate it if you would check it out and see what you could commit to contributing on a monthly basis. It would be appreciated. And again, it would be used completely to fund the platform and maintain the platform. So thanks again for your patronage. And if you're thinking about it, come on in, come on in. And uh, if you have questions, of course, you, you know, message me on Facebook, direct message me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, give me about 24 to 48 hours to respond. So thanks again to Jordan Morgan and Ivy Calhoun. Now, um, also, I wanted to let you guys know before we start that I, my .com site is up and running again. I know many of you probably didn't realize I have two websites. I just don't talk about SevillaMorgan.com that much because it's been on a bit of a hiatus and not much going on over there. But it's uh, it's gotten a renewal, <laughs> a renewal of life. I never gave up, gave up the site because um, I'm not going to give up the domain name sevillamorgan.com. So I'm going to, I just kept it, but not a whole lot was going on in there until now. Now, if you go to sevillamorgan.com, you can see that I speak. I don't know if many of you know that or knew that, but I do um, speaking engagements. I had two in the month of August. Um, actually, they were both on the same day. So that was an interesting day. I just ran from one to the other. And so that was pretty cool. And uh, so I do speaking engagements. If you are interested in having me uh, into your group to speak, just follow up with me by going to sevillamorgan.com, click on Sevilla's speaking info. And um, by the time you hear this episode, you may just be able to just click on my image and um, get more information, or there may be more verbiage there. We're working on that, um, making some changes on that page. But either way, let me know if you would like me to come and speak with you and we'll get something going. Right now, I'm speaking on uh, um, podcasting, 
why podcast? There are a lot of people that are thinking about podcasting and wondering if it's a good fit for their platform, for their, um, for marketing, for their business. And um, they want to know if they should get into this or not, because it does take commitment. And uh, as I said earlier, this is episode 94. This is three years later. Um, July made three years. And so it does take commitment to stick to a schedule, to create, to research. And it, it just takes a lot. And I'm not going to ever say that it's easy because it's not. But when you're passionate about something, and as I say in my presentation, when you know your why, it sounds so so cheesy, but it's so true. When you know your why, then you can tend to stick to it a little bit better or more. But um, so I do speak to groups on why podcast. Um, I also speak on joy versus happiness because there is a difference. And I, I speak on that from a childless, not by choice woman's point of view. And I also speak on my other book, Down Again. So come on over to civillamorgan.com, check out the Civilla Speaking Info tab, and uh, let me know if you have any questions, fill out the information, the form, and I'll get back in contact with you. And then there's the tab, Become a Podcaster. And again, of course, that's where you can either um, speak with me one-on-one, or I'll speak to you as a group. And uh, Also, if I know many of you know that I'm always talking about podcast movement and how excited I was to be able to get to go to um, their July 2018 event up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Well, I have an affiliate link for podcast movement. So if you would like to purchase any of their previous podcast movement years, 2015, 2016, 2017, just go to become a podcaster on my civillamorgan.com website, click on the podcast movement logo, and you can purchase any one of those years. And what you're actually purchasing is attendance to courses, presentations, classes for previous podcast movement. And so podcast movement events. And so keep in mind that these presentations are for podcasters by podcasters. And that means that they understand what you need, whether you are thinking about podcasting, you're a new podcaster, or you've been around since day one. Click on the podcast movement logo and purchase one of the years. And I think there's a special package if you want to purchase two or more years. So do check that out. But when you scroll down the page, You also have the opportunity, as I said, to uh, get in touch with me by entering your name, email address, and a message, and let me know if you want us to talk one-on-one, and we can get that set up. So that's SevillaMorgan.com. And uh, back to what we are talking about today, triggers. As I did the research for this episode... I realized there are quite a few types of triggers. Who knew? Maybe you knew. I didn't really think about different types of triggers, but there are different types. Of course, because our podcast concentrates on childlessness, not by choice, I am always concentrating on the triggers that affect us. The negative things people say and do to highlight our childlessness, whether unknowingly or on purpose, But research showed that there are 
course, you know, many types of triggers. And so I wanted to go over those triggers with you today. And I hope that this will help enlighten you as to what to do with and about your triggers, because we all have them. So as I researched, um, there, of course, were triggers such as sexual assault triggers, unfortunately, if if um, you've been sexually assaulted, then there is something, even if you've, you've, you know, been working through the healing process of getting through and over that assault, there are triggers. And so they have one specifically called sexual assault triggers. There are PTSD triggers for those who may have been through something traumatic. Again, it doesn't have to be war. It can be other things that create PTSD. And yes, I know I promised an episode suggested by Dr. Christina on PTSD and uh, IVF. So I have a plan for that episode. So bear with me. I haven't forgotten about it. I have I have something planned for that. I have a, a time planned for it, actually, a date planned for it. So I haven't forgotten about it. But anyway, there are uh, PTSD triggers, there are emotional triggers, and the list goes on. But then there are also what I call individual triggers, quote-unquote individual triggers. For instance, if as a child you were abandoned by your parents, whether literally or figuratively, as an adult, you can have abandonment triggers or issues. They call them abandonment issues, but there are triggers associated with abandonment, where if you got stood up for a date, for instance, or someone did not return your phone call, or someone no longer wanted to be your friend, you may not handle the separation or feelings of separation very well. Another quote-unquote individual trigger might be having to endure the silent treatment as a child. That I just, I don't know, that one makes me really nuts, the silent treatment that a parent gives to a child. It's just, it's just so sad, so sad. But anyway, if you endured the silent treatment as a child, if a parent were mad at you, they would stop talking to you for a certain amount of time. Well, as an adult, this silent treatment by a spouse or coworker could create a triggering event. What I noticed with many of these examples were they were created in childhood. These triggers were created in childhood. But this is where I believe our triggers as childless, not by choice women and men may be different. Our triggers happen once we are adults and hoping to be able to start a family, only to find out that we will never have the family we desired. We find out typically after a doctor's appointment where we hear the bad news that we have been diagnosed with, insert diagnosis here, and then we start to navigate a new journey, one where we did not expect to have to navigate, we slowly come to the realization that having children, um, it was never a guarantee, actually. Having children was never a guarantee. And uh, it's something that many of us don't realize, and society on a whole does not realize. But um, it took me a very long time to come to that realization. Having children is not a guarantee. As a matter of fact, if I remember my stats 
um, correctly, 20% of the population is childless, not by choice. So that's, that's, a, that's a good number of people. And it doesn't seem like it a lot of times because we feel like we're the only ones dealing with it because we're typically surrounded by people who have children. So we can sometimes feel alone. And uh, But the fact is there are a lot of childless, not by choice people out there. Anyway, uh, I know there are some women who knew when they were children that they would not be having any of their own. Again, typically because of something that happened to them as children or something they witnessed. And they decided, I don't think that's for me. I know some some people like that. They just decided at a very young age that having children was just not going to be something they wanted to deal with. And again, there's that common denominator, a childhood event. But I still believe childless, not by choice, triggers are an adult event. So what are examples of childless, not by choice triggers? Well, these are based on personal experience as well as the experiences childless, not by choice women have advised in our group, in the in our platform, uh, that they have experienced, that all of us have experienced as childless, not by choice women and men, such as family members call out uh, your childlessness in public by asking when you will be having children, advising you that the family's waiting for the next baby to be born, or family and friends who uh, allowed you to have a relationship with their children and then, out of the clear blue, stopped the relationship from continuing. That's that's a very sad one, but I've definitely heard that in, in my group on a couple of occasions. Or family and friends who make passive-aggressive comments about your childlessness, comments or actions. Um, strangers who ask if you have children and then prolong your response with their heartless or thoughtless commentary. You know, those strangers that say, oh, I'm so sorry. Well, it's never too late. Yeah, that happened to me not long ago. I mean, they just kept on going. You never know. It was like maybe a week ago or so. Mind you, (laughs) I've had a hysterectomy. It's been what, since 2011? How many years is that? And how old am I? You know, no, you don't understand. The answer is no, I don't have any kids. And no, but people will continue on and tell you how it's never too late. It's okay. I'm sorry. All the stuff that people come up with instead of just saying, oh, okay, I'm sorry, and just leave it there. And if you want to continue the conversation, then the ball is in your court. No, this person kept on going and kept on saying, it's okay, you'll be all right, um, it's never too late. Oh, I just I just got really quiet. I just said nothing. It was just not worth it. It's not worth it. And so it's still, I'm like, I was kind of surprised. I'm like, this is still happening to me? I thought, I thought I'd gotten past that and that people could tell that it's probably not my time anymore. But no, it's, <laughs> it's just amazing. I think people just get really just nervous and don't know what to say. And then they just start blah, 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 blubbering. <laughs> anyway, so these are just a few examples. But the fact is, when any of these things happen, depending on where a childless, not by choice woman or man may be in their journey, this type of commentary can send someone into a tailspin that lasts for days. 
Those of us who have decided to deal with our triggers may not be sent into such a tailspin. We recognize the commentary as a pinprick to the heart versus a horse kick to the heart, as Jody Day so eloquently put it in episode 90. And I, I put a link to episode 90 in the show notes. How does one get from a days-long tailspin to a temporary pinprick when dealing with triggers? I have said it in previous episodes, but here it is in a nutshell, and I grabbed it from a Google search that I did. I was like, wow, this is what I always say. And then I, I found it as a, a little paragraph on Google. You know how Google does the little paragraphs when you do a search. So this, this Google paragraph says, first step, quote, first step is to beware of your triggers. Next, recognize when the wave is beginning Take some simple steps like stopping what you are doing, breathe deeply for five to 10 breaths to regain some emotional control, and you can teach yourself to limit your emotions, unquote. So, what are your triggers? How do you feel when they take place? And how long do those feelings last? Those three questions are the beginning of making the decision to face your triggers. So again, what are your triggers? How do you feel when they take place? Somebody says something silly or does something silly. And how long do those feelings last? This is an important step because in fact, Think about these three questions above. And as a side note, think about them before the triggering event. That's how important these questions are. These three questions, when you ask yourself these questions, not during a triggering event, but before, when you are in a good place mentally and emotionally and spiritually, when you're calm, when you do this, you have faced the monster. But you cannot face the monster if you're trying to figure these things out during the triggering event. So it's kind of like marriage. As you know, I've, I never married, but I hear <laughs> that the best time to talk about money or sex or um, anything else is not during the event. <laughs> so don't talk about money when you're upset with your spouse about uh, a monetary decision that was not agreed upon, um, or, uh, you know, you get the, you get the gist. Don't talk about the event during the event. That's, that's not cool. (laughs) That's not going to work. It's not going to go very well. Um, the best thing to do in any, any event, any case is to deal with that event when everybody's in a good place, as I said before. So when you're in a good place and You can look at these three questions and answer them truthfully. Remember, these are questions you're asking yourself. It doesn't make any sense to pretend. So ask yourself these questions, answer them truthfully, and you're on your way to dealing with your triggers. When you do this, you have faced the monster, the monster of the triggers that get you and have been getting you every time. 
Because remember, everybody's triggers are different. Even within the childless, not by choice community, we all have different triggers. So next step, remember, there is no way to avoid the triggers. In fact, it is not healthy to avoid triggers. If you feel you cannot face the trigger or triggers alone, please see a therapist. That's how important this is. Once you make the decision to face these triggers, you will feel a weight lift off of your shoulders. It'll literally feel like a weight off your shoulders. You are basically admitting to yourself that you have triggers surrounding your childlessness and what those triggers are. When you admit these things to yourself, they are actually a strengthener to your psyche and even to your character. You see the you see the domino effect that's happening or that can happen if you choose to face the monster? Remember, you can't control how someone else treats you, but you can control your reaction to that treatment. So when someone says or does something that could trigger you and you have taken steps toward facing recognizing and dealing with said triggers, there is no way those triggers can affect you the same way as if you had not begun to deal with your triggers. I know what my triggers are. I know what they were years ago, and I know that I have since dealt with them at least to the level that I don't go home crying anymore. There was a time a few years ago when we were at a um, an event. And I won't say what type of an event, but I was at an event, a group event, and I one of the people at the event did something that I knew they were doing it on purpose. I knew what they were doing, and I remembered going home and crying as I washed dishes. And I just remembered thinking, and I told my mom about it. And, uh, you know, of course, my mom encouraged me and told me, don't worry about that person and everything's going to be okay. Even as an adult, you know, you need encouragement from your mom. And so my mom encouraged me. But I remember, I'll never forget, I stood at the sink crying and washing dishes because of what this person did. And then I realized that uh, maybe a year or two later, they did something slightly different, but it was in the same vein. But this time, because I knew what my triggers were, I was ready. And I, I really I was still giving this person the benefit of the doubt. I really couldn't believe that they were they could be this petty, but they were. So believe it or not, it happened again. It happened for a third time. And this time, I didn't even, I, this person knew that they had been ignored. They had been blocked mentally and physically and emotionally. I had been able to block them and they had no effect on me. In fact, I feel sorry for this person because if they feel like this is what they need to do to make me feel badly about the fact that I don't have children and they do, it's really kind of sad. I feel like people like that have other issues and maybe they have triggers 
And you never know, because in fact, one of the articles I read for this episode said that um, triggers can be a person who reminds you of somebody else. So maybe I remind this person of someone else that did them wrong, or maybe they're holding on to an old grudge. I'm not a grudge holder. I mean, I remember things. Trust me, I remember, but I don't have time for grudges. So some people hold grudges, and some people, I believe, they, um, they're they triggered by the memory of something. And a lot of times people who don't like you on site, it's because you remind them of someone, They you remind them of a negative event. This is why I said, you cannot control what people do to you or how they treat you. You can only tr- control your reaction to, to wh- what they've done or said. So you never know what people are dealing with. I don't know what this person is dealing with. I can't say, but I can tell you that they can't trigger me anymore. They will never allow, make me stand at the sink and cry again. It's not going to happen because I know what my triggers are. I've dealt with them and I've done the things that I need to do to make sure that I no longer feel that horse kick to the heart. But I can't tell you I don't sometimes feel a pinprick to the heart, but that's fine because that trigger is not going to last as long as a horse kick, trust me. So this is how important it is to deal with, to face, recognize, and deal with your triggers. I hope this is making sense. I really do. It's that important. It will take time for you to get from days-long tailspins to minutes-long pinpricks, but it can happen, and it will happen, but it all starts with you. I mean, isn't that usually the case? Doesn't it usually start with with ourselves? (laughs) Everything we want to do in life, every goal we want to meet, every place we need to be, everything we need to do, it starts with us. Nobody's going to do it for us, not even our own mothers. They can't. We've got to do this ourselves. We've got to walk this journey we're on ourselves, no matter what kind of support we have. And hey, if you have support, you know, I'm thankful for the support I have. I'm truly thankful. But really, they can't walk your journey for you. They can't face your triggers for you. Only you can Walk this journey, face the triggers, deal with the triggers, and allow yourself to make your way through the dealing with the triggers to get to the place where you no longer stand at the sink and cry. It can happen, trust me. So as I close out this episode, I really, as I said, I hope it's been helpful. Please be sure to check out the links I listed below. They were used as research for this episode. I especially like the article on the Psyche Central website. So that link is in the show notes. It's called What is a Trigger by University of Alberta Sexual Assault Center. So check that article out. It may it may help you. There are one, two, three, four articles in here that I found um, you know, interesting as I, I did the research for triggers. And of course, my contact information is also in the show notes. If you ever need to reach out to me, feel free to email me at Sevilla at SevillaMorgan.com or just um, visit me at Twitter, Instagram. Instagram is at Joy and Relevance. Twitter is at Sevilla One. 
And of course, I'm on Pinterest, I'm on LinkedIn. So just, you know, look me up, give me a shout and let me know if you have any questions. Give me 24 to 48 hours to respond. And once again, I really appreciate your taking the time to tune in. And remember, check out the civilamorgan.com website and let me know if you'd like me to come speak to your group on whether it's podcasting, why you should podcast or why not, and also uh, joy versus relevance. Okay. Thanks a lot for listening. And until next time, have a great one. Bye.